This is Wednesday, June 15th. This week we have been looking at the obstacle to us receiving grace. God's grace is rich. It's free to us, though it is costly to God. But the problem, our problem, is the difficulty in receiving it. That was depicted in the parable we looked at on Sunday. The good man, the law-abiding and faithful Pharisee, could not see his need. He felt self-assured and self-confident. He lived in denial of his condition. He had no love for the tax collector near him in the worship service. Leo Tolstoy, the Russian author, in his book entitled The Death of Ivan Ilyich, explains that Ivan's, quote, justification of his life held him fast and prevented him from advancing and caused him more agony than anything else. Then later, Tolstoy tells us, when he is very close to death, that he realized his had not been, his life had not been what it ought to have been, but that it was still possible to put it right. He was still alive. It wasn't too late to see his need to be rescued. You see, for us all, it's easy to fall into the pattern of self-justification, of denying our need for God's forgiveness. In the New Testament, this truth is stated with the beauty of clarity. This is 1 John chapter 1, verse 8-9. to If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, this is where our hearts need to be. Not in an attempt to justify ourselves to ourselves, but in the admission that we have not lived as we ought to have lived, that we're not able to live in that way. The prayer of confession from the Book of Common Prayer has been a helpful guide for me. It reads in part, We have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the desires and devices of our hearts. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. Now this is not praying, Lord, actually I'm doing pretty well, help me to have a good day. We're not in a good place. We're not healthy. Of course, our good man from the parable on Sunday is comparing himself with someone he deems to be, well, far worse than he is. And this is a game he thinks he can win. Almost any of us can find someone we can compare ourselves with that will make us look pretty good. But the real comparison is with the Holy God, the one that made us to reflect his character. He made us in his holiness and calls us to live set apart. But we've done things we should not have done. And that's not to mention the sins of omission. Those things we ought to have done, but have left off. Now, the goal of our time today is not to rub our faces in our failure. That's not the purpose of our prayers of confession. The purpose is honesty with God and with ourselves. A man named Robert Capon, who has greatly helped me understand the gospel, came by his understanding of God's grace the hard way. He and his wife had a happy home and six children. Then he did something foolish. He had an affair. 
He destroyed his marriage, lost the respect of his children. He had always had such control over his life. When he made mistakes, he'd always been able to fix things, but now he could not fix things with his wife. He couldn't undo what he had done. This realization changed him. This is what he said. Then it began to dawn on me that my control wasn't going to come back. I was going to have to face something I did not had not seriously faced before. I was powerless. None of the devices I tried to use did any good. My control hadn't slipped. It was gone. But in the end, and with me fighting the realization every inch of the way, the truth came to me. It wasn't that I was powerless or out of control or unhappy or hurt. I was dead. I had no more influence than a corpse over my own life. It was my death, I who had spent 50 years trying to convince everybody, myself included, that I was something else, had ended up nothing whatsoever. Not as guilty or as a sinner or as a basket case, but as a zero. Yet suddenly, by the grace of God, every light in the New Testament went on, and everything that the church had in her basement of belief hit. This was where I had been all along. I didn't have to get over my death. I only had to be in it. Because that was where Jesus, my life, was. You see, he learned grace when everything was stripped away. His own sense of self-righteousness, his goodness, all his strategies, the ones that had always worked for him, they failed. He found himself alone with God. And here he discovered his life was all of grace. God loved the zero. And God raised him from the dead. I think that is when he first understood grace and came to know Jesus in a personal and real way. I don't think we have to lose everything to have this realization. It can be anything that jars us out of denial, anything that forces a deep honesty about our need. And this is when we learn that God loves us and that he is the God of all grace. Let's pray. Lord, we will do anything to avoid desperation. We've developed life strategies to hold our lives together. Guide us by your loving hand through your Holy Spirit into truth that we might know the magnitude of your love for us. In the name of Jesus, amen.